Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality. What's up, everybody? My name is Ray Taylor, and this is the Early Retirement Vlog. Um, can catch you guys up on uh, a few things. First, uh, at least in this episode, uh, I want to recap a fight that happened. I, t- I did a little preview on this show uh, before the fight happened, and uh, now that it's over, uh, of course, I'm talking about the Floyd Mayweather versus Conor McGregor fight. That happened August 26th. It's already September. We're a week into September already. And boy, you know what I'm saying? I can't even express how much that means to me. Uh, Yeah, so Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather did their boxing match. And uh, it was enjoyable. Um, I didn't intend on being excited for it at all, um, but I was pleasantly surprised. We ended up, we being myself and, uh, Heath, my roommate, uh, co-host of the Inspired Disorder podcast, uh, we ended up getting the pay-per-view. We were trying to get it, um, you know, allegedly using a fire stick, um, which I haven't tried to get a sporting event in that way in a long time. Um, Now with UFC events, I use Fight Pass, and uh, there's some things you can do with Fight Pass and a a VPN, which which make it a lot nicer when you don't have cable. Um, And then you can always get the pay-per-views on there. Um, So... We tried to get the paper. We tried to watch it on the fire stick. Nothing was working. Spent like, seriously spent like two hours. Um, make sure that's recording. Spent like two hours trying to get it working from whenever the the main card started. Because um, I didn't really care about the, there I think four fights on the main card. Didn't really care. Only cared about the main event. Um... So during the main card, it was trying to get that thing working. And the closer we got, we saw just bits of two of the different fights. Uh, But the closer we got to the main event, uh, we crumbled, man. Spent 50 bucks each uh, and, and got it on Fight Pass, barely. Um... I still haven't looked at my bill to see if maybe I was double charged, but there was definitely some issues, which I'm sure everybody's heard about, um, where a lot of the services were were down just prior to the main event. And if you look, like when we did watch the the other fights when they would show up for a minute or two, um, there was nobody in that fucking theater, man, or that uh, stadium. T-Mobile Arena? Arena. Um, it was just like 
the the floor seats there were some people there because they probably spent like two million dollars a ticket um but then like the middle section was just empty for and this was the main card now i'm used to watching ufc fights mma fights things like that um i'm not big into boss i don't know if this is like a regular thing in boxing i know pr- typically um undercards in boxing are pretty bullshit um just you know kind of zeitgeist of the sport uh that the main event tends to be the only real um entertaining fight in a lot of boxing matches from what you know and a guy like me on the outside looking in hearing people talk about boxing that's what it seems to be and this seemed to be the quintessential expression of how ridiculous that is um where it was i mean it was ridiculous to see ridiculous and so much the production value for uh showtime boxing which put it on was like so rinky dink like the the studio setups the the filler content like i said man i I watch ufc i watch every single ufc event and by that i mean pay-per-view i mean fight pass or fight pass cards fox cards fs1 every single ufc event not only do I watch the main card, I watch from the very first fight, very first fight pass prelim fight to the main card. So every fight card I'm watching anywhere from 10 to, I think the most was 14 fights on a card, which I think one of those fights pulled out. That was a crazy card. 14 fights. Um, so I'm very used to the production of ufc and it was a huge difference it was huge difference um i mean it was just it was so like it was just low-end production value um but yeah it was crazy to see the the crowd like that it was crazy that there was like no filler like no music no screensavers, no cutting to like analysts to break down what like boxing matches that had happened. I don't know how many fights were on the total card, like prelims also. Um, but let's just say there were just the th- the four cards on the main card, four fights on the main card, right? And we're, there's this big break before the main event because I guess they stalled because, uh, you know, um, Fucking, there was a bunch of the Fight Pass servers went down, and I think they had, I think the Showtime servers may have had issues too, but a lot of people were having problems getting the pay-per-view. Um, so they delayed the main event, because that's the only reason people were clearly buying. They are buying right before the main event. Um, but they didn't have any filler. Like, even with UFC, like, you'll have commentary. There'll be at least a screensaver right if you're watching fight pass you've seen it hit the mic sorry about that um but yeah it's no screensaver no music no filler and like one thing that's cool about ufc they'll show fights like if you got time and there was a fast knockout earlier in the in the card they'll replay that shit you know They'll give their fucking undercard guys some love, especially because it's like quick finishes and shit like that. Usually, like it's quick submission or quick knockout. 
Um, but there was none of that. No filler. Boring as shit. Um, so we got the card. Fight Pass finally loads up. And um, eventually the fight starts. Floyd Mayweather comes comes out looking like a homeless ninja. Is the dumbest fucking... Like, I've seen a lot of crazy walkout shit, too. All right? I've seen you, MMA fighters come out dressed like women and, like, geishas and shit. I've seen ridiculous shit. I saw Kumo. I think it was Kumo. Um, walk in carrying a giant wooden cross. So Floyd walking out like a homeless ninja just... I mean, I guess it fits. Like his snakeskin backpack... Like, dude's got a lot of money, spends it on fucking retarded shit. Stupid shit. Just dumb. Just dumb. Like, if you spend all your money on cards, cars, smarter financial decision than whatever the fuck he was wearing into the the ring that night. Homeless fucking ninja. Um, Connor came out just wearing the flag. No gaudy robe. Um, the Irish flag came out walking with, and uh, so the fight starts. Keith and I super excited. Don't know what's going on, gonna happen. I'm just curious. My biggest curiosity is what is Connor gonna look like, um, fight style wise, because he's an MMA fighter. He has very much a karate stance when he fights in MMA. Um, but you know, with boxing, what is he gonna change up? Is he gonna change up anything? And he did. He kind of came out with more of a sideways stance. He, you know, threw threw some good punches. You know, um, he was landing some good punches. Uh, hit him. Hit Floyd with a solid uppercut. <clears throat> you know, every time uh, Floyd would get in distance, Connor would like, you know, clench up, <clears throat> clench up. But you could tell when he was clenching that. You know, he knows what he's doing when he clenches. It's not like you watch boxing. Like, so after this, we watched the the earlier cards in the fight. And, you know, it had been a while since I watched actual boxing. And, like, when you clinch up in boxing a lot of the times, it's just to rest. Like, we're in too close. Clinch up. Don't get hit. And then let the ref separate you. It's really just not, there's no, no, active, no activity within the clinch itself. Um, but then when Connor would get it, you could tell he was, you know, trying to put pressure on the arms, trying to, you know, break his posture to, to get him worn out more. And, uh, you know, while he was doing that, you know, landing little rabbit punches, but you know, if, if it's a sport where they're adding up fucking punches, then he's fucking landing fucking punches, you know, in the rule of, of this weird sports rules game thing. Um, you know, he was landing little rabbit punches, some of them maybe hammer fists to the back of the head, but that shit happen. The, first off, that shit happens in the UFC with four ounce gloves on and they're legit hammer punches. These were like little rabbit punches kind of a thing. Um, but I for sure, after the first round, Floyd like threw six punches didn't I don't think landed shit. Um, Connor landed punches uh, and made Floyd defensive for what I th- I considered the first three rounds easy. 
Connor won. Um, and this was while watching. So it's like, holy shit. Connor's won three rounds, right? Out of a 12-round fight. But starting off with three rounds. Um, looking pretty good. And then uh, round four was a little bit closer. I still gave it to, to Connor. Um, I mean, during the fights, up until the fifth round, I was still like, Connor's fucking... I thought Connor won the fifth round, too. Um, and then Floyd started turning it up. I think he started to turn it up in the fifth. And then uh, the sixth and seventh, it was Floyd kind of changing things up and Connor being more defensive, um, having to grab or having to clinch up more. And then uh, I think Connor turned turned it up again in the eighth. Thought he won the eighth. Um, and then the ninth round, he was pretty much gassed. He was looking like looking like he does he did in the two um, the two uh, Diaz fights, where he I think that was the third round. He would gas. He almost did the exact same thing in both fights. May have been the second round in the first, in the second fight. Um, but he just gas gases, uh, whether it's adrenaline dump or, or what, I don't know. I think I would love, like, if that's a mental thing that Connor has an issue with, like his cardio should be fucking on point, but for whatever reason, he, he has a dump in the middle of a fight, uh, in the middle of fights. He needs to fucking work with Wim Hof, man. You know, Overeem was training with him. I'm sure there's other fighters that, that have trained with him, and like, it, especially if it is a mental thing like there's i i just think it's like a no-brainer it seems like the 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 best like union between a fighter who's obsessed with being perfect and open-minded enough to um try things like movement coaches and things like that i could see if he fucking man connor and wim hoff i think that would that would put connor mentally in a place where i mean he's already in a place where he's far above and beyond everybody else but i think that would give him the extra edge within a fight um to keep his composure and not get gassed out um but yeah in the 10th round uh floyd was landing punches walking him down i think the ninth ninth round and then continued into the 10th um and i think it was like a minute and a half into the 10th the the ref stepped in um connor was gassed now, to hear, he was never rocked. I mean, he got hit with some punches, but he was never really rocked as far as, like, stanky leg. He was never dropped. Um, he was just gassed. He looked like he looked in the two Diaz fights where he just has nothing left, and he's just trying to recoup. And usually he comes back. I mean, the first Diaz fight, he got choked out. He, You know, when he got gassed, he got desperate, tried to go for a double leg, ended up getting it, you know, Ended up basically giving up and getting his back, his neck taken. Um, second round, he got gassed, weathered through it, came back, ended up making it a draw. Great fucking fight. Um, this one, you know, it, it, it didn't seem like, I mean, it, the rounds are so short. Three minutes rounds, so ridiculous. Um, he may have been able to survive to the, the bench and maybe recoup between rounds and come out a little fresher. Who knows? Um, he never really landed the, a huge left hand like he did on Polly in that video. Um, but he did land, he did land some fucking solid punches, man. I, th I, I thought he won. We rewatched the, the fights, um, 
and I thought for sure he won the three first three rounds, uh, maybe the fourth, and then maybe the eighth also. Um, but it, it was an exciting fight. I've never seen Floyd fight. Um, and as far as how people describe his fights, uh, this fight was not one of those uh, descriptions. This was an exciting fight. Connor, after the fight, said he turned him into a Mexican, um, which everybody who likes to get butthurt about everything um, thought it was a racial thing. But it's there is a style of fight that, that comes from people from Mexico that is more aggressive and, uh, and f- moving forward constantly. It's, like, it's a very much of a warrior type of a, a style. It's 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 very much the opposite of what people would consider Floyd Mayweather's style to be. Um, it's not a very defensive style. It's very much let's let's move our way in as as smart as possible and land hard punches. Um, and that's what Floyd ended up doing in the the ninth and then finished it in the tenth. Um, so it was an exciting fight. Was it worth a hundred dollars? Fuck no. Um, but it was history. I don't know. I think Cyborg wants to go into boxing, which I think, I mean, it's any other MMA fighter. I think that's one that, I mean, she's just so fucking, like, tough as shit. And then, like, just doesn't give a fuck. Um, so we'll see if that, that would be interesting to see. Um, yeah, I don't know. So we rewatched the other fights, and the first fight on the, the main card was went to a decision. Is so far the most boring part of boxing is when it goes to a decision and it was a boring fight because the decisions it 12 rounds, 10 rounds takes like a fucking half hour of like no action, half hour to 40 or an hour. I don't remember long, it felt like three hours. Um, but it was boring as shit. Second fight was okay, the fight before a weird stoppage. Um, I mean. It didn't make me a boxing fan. I'm not like the Canelo Triple G card that's coming up. I don't I'm not I I'll watch the fucking replay of it on Facebook, but I'm not like oh, I got to I'm into boxing now. <laughs> that didn't happen. Like I watch EBI. Oh, I'm into jiu-jitsu. I'm wa- I'm watching jiu-jitsu tournaments now. Uh but not not with this shit, man. I'm not into boxing. I don't give a fuck. I mean, exciting boxing is exciting to watch. It's just boxing isn't always exciting. It can be boring, especially with just two, you're throwing two weapons. That's it. So overall, you know, I'm glad it's over. Um, it's interesting to see how deluded boxing fans are, especially ones that agree with the judges' scorecards. Only one of the judges gave Connor uh, the first round. I think that's it. Like, none of them gave him the first three. I don't know. It was fucking ridiculous. Whatever the judges' scorecards were, they were ridiculous. I, you know, it was, if it went to a decision and, and the fans heard that Connor, like, only won a round after watching him clearly win three rounds. Now, you can say all day that Floyd doesn't start fast in fights. He uses that to learn about his opponents. But the reality of that shit is, if the fight was over after the third round, Floyd did nothing and got hit. So in my opinion of 
gauging a fight, he lost those three rounds. According to the judges, you can win fights. According to boxing judges, you can win fights without fighting. It's fucking amazing. It's fucking amazing. I don't get it. I don't get it. Nothing about that impressed me. The production was boring. The fucking, after seeing the ridiculousness of the scorecards, hearing fucking whiny ass bitches that complain in my comments about why Floyd is like so amazing and how stupid Connor is or whatever bullshit they're trying to say. I laugh. Thank you for watching. I, I say these inflammatory things. I respect boxing. I respect boxing than a lot more than a lot of boxers, boxing fans respect MMA because boxing is a legitimate part of MMA. It is one of the spokes of the wheel of MMA. You have boxing, Muay Thai, wrestling, jiu-jitsu. Those are fundamental things in MMA, okay? So I respect those fundamental things. I don't give a fuck about Kung Fu. Kung Fu is bullshit. Tai Chi, there's nobody using Tai Chi, which I don't know if that's an actual martial art or just more of a meditative thing. Um... You know, Steven Seagal's not going to go win any fucking MMA fights. So I respect all the different parts of MMA, which I respect boxing. But the deluded nature of boxing fans, especially the ones that are ignorant to MMA, they've maybe seen a few fights, they think it's cage fighting, brutal, whatever, bullshit. And, like, boxing, because it's old, is some, like, magical martial art that defies all other martial arts and is supreme among every fighting style is that like the mentality of these deluded fucking people that get angry and leave fucking comments on youtube it's hilarious it's hilarious you guys are fucking deluded the same way like the president is deluded the same way there there's just so much people are living in such a deluded universe a deluded existence. I, I, it's like it's so weird. It's just like culturally, there's a cultural delusion. People think the Earth is flat. Like, passionately believe the Earth is flat. People passionately believe in fucking chemtrails. It's the time to just believe in whatever the fuck you want to believe in, and it doesn't matter if there's a shred of fucking proof. That's what these boxing fans are like. To listen to them talk, oh, Floyd, he's uh, like, I don't know. I don't give a fuck. They're boring. Your sport, your sport is fucking fucked up. You have 20 organizations, a bunch of different belts. All their fucking records are padded bullshit. The, the refing is bullshit. The fucking judging is bullshit. Like, there's nothing about the organization of bo professional boxing that gets me excited, except for watching some moments of interesting boxing. That's all I have. That's all I'm going to talk about. The Mayweather-McGregor recap. Um, overall, it was okay. I was really glad it was a month off. August was a month off of UFC. Um... So we started back with uh, a fight pass card, which was from uh, Rotterdam, Netherlands. Uh, so we reviewed that on the Inspired Disorder podcast. And then tomorrow, recording this on Friday, um, tomorrow is going to be UFC 215, which the main event 
Mighty Mouse versus Ray Borg. Hold out. Ray Borg got sick or some shit. Nutrition, his nutritionist said it wasn't a weight issue because he has not made weight before, uh, which this is a title fight, so you can't you have to be right on the money on weight. You can't be a pound over like you can normally. Um, which I find this whole situation to be fucking hilarious. Now let me start with saying Demetrius Johnson, one of the most talented fighters. One of the most skillful fighters. Seems like one of the nicest sweethearts. You know, he's very much like a GSP guy. Um, his downfall didn't open up to the media till fucking recently. Till like a year ago. Started opening up to the media. So no personality. Yet it's, oh, why aren't they marketing me? It's like you understand that that Ronda Rousey and Conor McGregor and John Jones are popular figures in that sport, not because UFC did more commercials for them. John Jones, controversial, you know, person, came into the fucking division, destroying legends at a young age, youngest champion ever. Nobody could touch him. You know, aside from the decisions, like Gustafson, probably his hardest fight. You know, and then the closest ever being finished was Vitor having him in armbar. But he's a he's a character open to the public from the get-go. And then all the controversy helps too. Ronda Rousey, first female fighter, super dominant, very similar in a way to DJ, right? Both first in their division to have a belt. Ronda Rousey, Bantamweight, Demetrius Johnson. Was that flyweight? Um, Okay. Granted, Ronda Rousey, first female fighter to fight in the UFC. So there is that history. But both are the first in their divisions. Both in fairly, especially for their time, Ronda Rousey's division, very light division. A lot of the competitors are green. There's not a lot of experience. There's not a lot of... Uh, hard competition. So you get a lot of fucking rematches after rematches. But Ronda was open to the fucking public. You know? She, like, she used what was happening historically and went out in the public and did all these things. And she's not fucking... Her personality is... Demetrius has a way better personality. Ronda's fucking flat. She reminds me of just a stoner chick that just kind of gets quiet, you know? Fucking hot as shit. Can't act worth a damn, which is hilarious that she's, you know, going to do wrestling or I don't know what the fuck she her, her life is going to be, but horrible actress. If you watch, watch her acting. It is some of the worst shit ever. That's what she's going to do now. She went from the elite to the fucking mediocrity. But Demetrius, you know, it's not... If you're an exciting person, then they can do a lot of stuff with you. Then it's easy for them to market you because you are a character. They don't create characters. You are a character. Donald Cerrone is a character. UFC doesn't make Donald Cerrone fucking ride bulls and skydive and fucking, you know, wakeboard and shit. He just, he's a fucking crazy motherfucker, which makes him a character, which makes him easy to fucking promote. 
Oh, he's fun to watch, too. By the way, shit he does inside the ring is amazing. Like DJ, he's amazing inside the ring, even though he's fighting pretty slim competition. But I think it's hilarious that this whole thing, there was this huge drama, DJ, right? This is this is where it's like, I'm tired of I'm tired of fucking fighters whining and crying. It seems like so many of them are just whining and crying, and and like like never before have I seen fighters like try and pick fights and like not want to do certain fights. It is insane how much this happens. And for DJ going in to break um, Anderson Silva's all time belt defense record, which I think is like twelve, he defended it twelve times. His record was a lot more. I think his record, undefeated record, was like 16 or 17. But um, Demetrius is going in to break the belt record. And because he's going to do this, he publicly stated that he would not fight TJ Dillashaw, the 135, former 135 champion, who was originally scheduled to fight uh, Cody Garbrandt for the title. Cody's back got injured, had to pull out, so TJ was open for a fight. This was, you know, during the summer. Fucking this August. DJ was supposed to fight, but they couldn't get it done. TJ was going to drop down and wait and challenge him. By far, the most interesting matchup you could have. TJ has a little bit of a name. He's got some drama. He's put himself out there. Um... He's been on the show. You know, he's done things. He's been active to try and build his own brand instead of relying on the UFC to market him and build his own brand. He's going to drop down and fight Demetrius, giving him his toughest competition, potentially his toughest competition, in his attempt to break this record. DJ's like, I do not want to fight this man. Excuses. Uh, I think I should only be fighting people from my division. People that have fought their way up to fight me. That deserve it. Okay. Although people change weight classes and get immediate belt chances all the time. Frankie Edgar. Um, fucking, I think, didn't Cormier? It wasn't his first fight against John Jones at light heavyweight. Uh, maybe had one fight before John Jones, but it does happen all the time. I think Kenny Florian had some belt chances by moving down weight. It happens all the time. So you can take that and you can throw it out the window because it's not just a new paradigm where like people are, you know, sticking in their thing. It's like it happens all the time. We just had Bisbing had just fought Dan Henderson because that's what the fans wanted to see. If fans want to see a ridiculous matchup that doesn't really make sense for a belt, they'll make it happen. That DJ versus DJ would have been a perfect fuck. That would have been, I would have been so, that would have been my most excited I would have ever been for a DJ fight. And this fight, by so, pulled out. Ray Borg pulled out. Who, by the way, oh, the other thing, DJ, the other reason DJ didn't want to fight TJ, Demetrius versus, uh, Dillashaw, he didn't think he, like, Dillashaw hadn't fought at 135 or 125, so he didn't know if he would make the weight. Didn't know if he'd be able to make the weight. 
which the motherfucker that he was fighting to fight is like, no, Ray Borg is the next in line. Ray Borg has missed weight, I believe, twice. He has issues making weight, which they made sure the weight was not the issue when they when he pulled out this last time. It's a virus. At least that's what they said. So I think it's hilarious that he he forced UFC's hand to make this fight instead of the more compelling fight that would have sold better and helped his career more and given him some fucking actual challenge versus this kid. Ray Borg's young. He's looked good, but he's fucking missed weight. And that's one of your reasons why you want to fight this guy because you don't think Dillashaw can make the weight. Whatever. Dillashaw's scheduled to fight Garbrandt. Madison Square Garden. So, you know, Dillashaw's, it's a win-win for him. DJ misses out on this fight that he pushed for and fought so hard for. Oh, my 12th ding. Here's the thing. I don't give a fuck about that record. His Like him, if he, like if he fought Ray Borg and won it, which there's no reason why Ray Borg should, should win that fight. It's like, okay, congratulations, congratulations. If Holly Holm didn't come around, you know, Ronda Rousey may have gotten close to that record. Now, there's some solid fighters at 135 now, so that division's thicked up. Where the 125, it's just, there's they're getting there. They're just young. They're green, man. Cejudo's green. Pettis is getting there. Um, little Pettis, that is. But anyway, I... I think it's annoying when when people think the the reason why they're not popular is because the UFC is not marketing them. It's like you can't you can't like make people buy into something that's not exciting. It's like you can't force like like let's take another sport, let's take basketball. Like the people that become famous in basketball, like LeBron James, he's good at basketball, and he's exciting. You know, I mean, in there, they're all kind of in the thing. They don't have weight classes or whatever. And DJ's, you know, he's like, he just hasn't had competition. Like if LeBron James was playing basketball in college or in like the European league and he's just destroying motherfuckers, like it wouldn't mean anything. It wouldn't mean as much. He's not fighting tougher. Comp- if they were tougher competition in his weight class, then his dominant performances would mean more. And would be excited. Like John Jones, when he was having dominant performances, he was doing that against legends. He wasn't doing that against 205 now. Like it would be easy for somebody for like if John Jones was starting in, in light heavyweight right now, he would fucking murder everybody. Murder everybody. Because there wasn't the people that was around when he was doing it. There was some fucking legends. Anyway, so that's all my combat sports talk. Wasn't planning on talking about the Demetrius Johnson thing. That fight's happening tomorrow, so I don't know. The fights are probably going to be fun. Shevchenko versus Nunez is a good headliner. Hopefully that fight keeps holds on. Um, it'd be hilarious if they cancel a card if, if that fight gets pulled. Um, probably not a very strong pay-per-view, but one thing for sure, it's going to cost half as much as the fucking Floyd Mayweather versus Conor McGregor bullshit. It's going to cost half as much as that. And from the very first fight to the very last fight is going to be excitement. You don't need big names to have exciting fights in UFC or in MMA. Anyway, that's it, everybody. This is the Early Retirement Show. Go to 
Uh, follow me on Twitter at Ray Taylor. Instagram, same thing, Ray Taylor. I've been doing a bunch of Photoshops for Ari Shafir, so check those out. Um, it's been a lot of fun. Got, I got a shout out on Joe Rogan Experience, uh, episode 1007, Ari Shafir, Tom Segura, Burt Kreischer, Joe Rogan, uh, Ari showing some love. Appreciate that. Um, and everybody showing love online. Appreciate that as well. Uh, you can donate to Inspired Disorder. Help me keep doing not only this show, but the Inspired Disorder podcast, my artwork. Uh, so go there, patreon.com slash inspired disorder, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash inspired disorder. Donate $1 if you want. Um, it's $1 a month, $12 a year, really easy peasy. Just start off with a dollar. If you want perks, which there are perks, you can do donate more. Um, yeah. Patreon.com slash Disorder. And if you are looking for artwork, new artwork is released daily over at InspiredDisorder.com. So go check that out. It's my ongoing ink on paper series called The Many Faces. There are close to, if not well over 200 now available. So get on that if you are looking to start collecting art, supporting me and decorating your home at the same time. I will do that. Um, I will sell them to you. InspiredDisorder.com for all that. Links to everything. Thank you all for watching. This is early retirement. Have a great week. Oh, and uh, if you haven't noticed um, it, for the audio uh, that it's gone to once a week, I'm not doing the twice a week with the audio anymore. I kind of touched on that on a previous episode. Going to once a week, just make it easier so I can focus on making money and not becoming homeless. Um, however, if enough people donate to Patreon, I'll do this thing daily. How about that? I'm out, people. Have a great week. Peace.